Hello and welcome to the Evolve with Chelsea podcast. This is just a quick little reminder that the next intake of Evolve in Six starts on the 5th of February. Now, it's a six-week program that's designed to rewire your mindset, habits, and lifestyle so that you can take back your confidence and start achieving the results you want without the bloody number on the scales dictating your self-worth or your happiness. So if you're interested in joining, just click the show notes below. It'll send you to the page with all the info. Um, And I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you soon. Good morning, ladies, and welcome to our check-in. Pretty excited to do this one. There's a lot of things that we're going to be delving into. um, So please bear with. But I thought I'd just let you know that for all you group ladies, you're going to have your new program as of next week. So get ready for that. I'm going to try and chuck in a few spicy little things to uh, spice things up, as you would say. Um, And I just want to say a massive happy birthday to Hayley. She turned 30, and I know 30 is a freaking big milestone. Um, So I honestly hope you had the best weekend ever because you honestly deserve it. Um, But yeah, all right, let's get cracking. I'm going to mention some of the wins and then we're going to get into the struggles. So first we've got Kelly. I stuck to my scheduled meals and only had a couple of treats, which was good because um, she was in her luteal phase of her cycle. Um, I really like one one thing I really like about Kelly is that she's very in tune with like her body now and like kind of what's going on with her body. And I think as women, when we start to understand why we feel a certain way or why we're getting hungrier or we're in a certain mood, um, it kind of makes it less stressful because you understand what's going on and then you can ultimately manage those kind of different phases of the month. Um, so yeah, well done Kelly for sticking to your schedule meals and only having a couple of treats. We have Haley, um, workout consistency and pushing through a bit of a, a bad mood and getting out on the other side. I know it can be difficult to push through those times. Um, but I mean, this is a massive win again in itself because you still did it, didn't you? We have Priya. I feel like my body has changed this week. It's feeling stronger. My back pain has subsided and she is ensuring that she's maintaining her protein intake. Woohoo! We've got Liz. Finally been able to train after weeks of illness. I know you've been bloody gone through the ringer with sickness, Liz. So this must be an amazing feeling. Just remember to take it easy. And I know I always say this, but take it easy as you get back into the swing of things, because obviously, you know, your body is still trying to recover. It hasn't been well. um, And, you know, no sooner will you kind of get back to where you were. But just recognizing that you may just have to take it a few a bit slower than normal um, but you'll get back there no dramas we have katie doing all three workouts which i know is a freaking win for katie i know you've got a bloody hectic job life is hectic at the moment and this has been like an aim of yours and to hear that you were able to do the three workouts is a freaking win so well done we have peter going swimming even when she was tired and sore uh, and she decided to change up her training and do some laps in the pool instead which i just want to say like I give you the strength training programs, um, you know, to follow along to and, you know, hopefully include one or two sessions a week, but it's not the be all or end all. And if like one week you fancy doing something different then you bloody well do it. Okay. There's no like right or wrong. Obviously with strength training, we do want to make sure we're including it like majority of the time to help strengthen our bones and maintain muscle and just for overall like health. But it's not to say that like every single week you have to do two, three, four workouts. Like 
if you're getting a bit bored or you just want a bit of a change of scenery, then swap things up. There's no harm in doing it, okay? And then we have Marie upping her water intake and getting two-week workouts done. Like, like I said, I give you, you know, three strength training workouts and like a cardio dumbbell one. You don't have to do all of them. Like, I don't expect you to do all of them. Um, so even just getting two done is freaking awesome. And I think you need to just remember that. Like, this whole process, there is no like, I guess I'm trying to, I'm so shit at analogies, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is that like, obviously I give you these targets, these habits, these outlines to follow, but nothing is set in stone. And at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. What's what works for you within that week, given everything else you're trying to bloody handle. Um, and two workouts is more than enough Marie. So freaking well done. Right. Let's get into the struggles and then I will end on um, just a couple of questions that I had from check-ins as well. Okay, so first struggle, biggest struggle is feeling guilty about not doing my steps or other two workouts, uh, even though I've not been feeling very well. Um, there still seems to be some lingering perfectionism, which having thought about it once I posted in the group about feeling guilty, I think has to do with not being allowed to be sick when I was a kid. I feel annoyed that I'm still struggling with guilt around being ill if I think about it, I know that deep down inside it's because resting and not being productive makes me feel like I'm not good enough. I think like my first probably thing I would want to ask you here is like, you need to ask yourself, like, was there anything more you could have done? And maybe don't look at it with emotion. I know that sounds easier said than done, but logically look at it in that moment and say, was there anything else I could have done? Or was I freaking ill? And I just did not have the energy or and it's not even about bloody motivation like the energy or the capacity to go out and get my steps to do my workouts because I was feeling like utter shit that is out of your bloody control like you know by now that you're going to go through different phases in your life where you're going to be feeling absolutely mega on top of things and then you know at another point you're ill and you know what maybe that was your body trying to tell you something trying to tell you to slow down trying to tell you to like take it easy and that you do need a rest because maybe the Christmas period was absolutely you know emotionally or like very stressful for you like sometimes well I believe that when we get ill it's often a sign I mean this is just my own thoughts it's often a sign that maybe your body's trying to tell you something and something's not right um, because I know when I've been working like freaking no tomorrow and neglecting myself and just like, you know, neglecting like the small things or the day-to-day -day things that I could be doing for myself just to make me feel better or to look after myself. If I do that for quite a long period of time, I will get sick. I'll get an earache. I'll get a throat infection, things like that. And then I know straight away, and I guess maybe this is kind of like a spiritual belief, maybe, you know, that that's my body telling me you need to freaking rein it in a bit and you need to start looking after yourself a bit more um, because you cannot keep going the way that you're going and expect to just have like your health be intact forever. Um, but I think when it comes down to sickness and illness and like the, the feelings of guilt around this stuff, I don't think ever go away. Like no matter how much we kind of, the aim is to learn how to manage and learn how to deal with the feelings of guilt it's not to try and like erase it from who you are as a person because I honestly believe like it's very natural especially for women to feel guilty about these things 
And what we try and do and what we try and work on is, like I said, it's not about erasing this so that you can get to the point where you never feel guilty if you mess up or you never feel guilty if you don't get all your shit done because that's a natural emotion. That is what's going to happen, especially when, you know, you have goals uh, and you know you're working really hard towards them. But it's about managing those feelings and recognizing like, okay, one, what you know, the feelings that are popping up, what are they? Number two, reflecting on them as to potentially like, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling guilty because I didn't get everything done? And then three, asking yourself and looking at ways and saying like, okay, like I'm feeling guilty because I didn't get all my steps done. Um, and I, this, I'll give you an example. Didn't get all my steps done, didn't do my workouts. And I was so unorganized with my food. So I ate, you know, way over my calories this week. And, you know, one, it's going to be natural to feel guilty about that because you wish you had done better, but then you got to look at it and say, okay, well, like, could I, could I, I can't speak. Could I have done better? If you could have done better, then what can you do in the future if this pops up again? You know, could you have been more organized with your food? Could you have maybe looked at your diary a bit better and prioritized your workouts or movement throughout the day? Or were you freaking ill and you had no control over it and the best you could do was rest? And these are just questions like a lot of the time when I'm speaking as well, it's like I kind of I ask questions to put it back on you. So these are things you start thinking about because ultimately like you need to be getting to the point of when these situations arise, reflecting and having a moment and pausing and asking yourself all these things because until you give yourself that space to reflect, the same things continue to happen. But I'm just going to end it on that. But like I said, in terms of feeling guilty around, you know, feeling like you should be doing more or going over your calories, like these feelings probably will never, ever go. But it's about learning how to manage those feelings and building a toolbox so that when they do arise, we know how to handle them so that ultimately it doesn't derail us from our goals or from our quote unquote plan or, you know, the things that we're trying to achieve. Um, So I wanted to say that because I think when we're, you know, trying to improve our lifestyle, improve our habits, sometimes we can be working on things thinking we need to completely fix them or erase them. And it's not really the case because like, feeling guilty when we haven't done something that we wanted to do is a natural part and that's just because we're trying to be better people we're trying to be a better version of ourselves um so just learning how to manage those emotions and what you know behaviors or actions you can take when they do arise is freaking key here okay um i hope that helped but yeah let me know anyway um the next one The weekend took me back slightly because my daughter was unwell, so I had to focus on her. I struggle with eating on time one day because of my work patterns. So when I got home by 10, I snacked on high carb food, which took uh, me back. I know sometimes like I say this a lot, but shit happens like that's something that's just you know it's not like you're doing that every single day and this is the difference okay so when things like this arise like if it's like once in a blue moon or once a week like ultimately it's really not that bad but the issue comes when if it's happening every single time and you know it happens every single time you come back 
you know, after work, you're feeling tired, you can't be asked to cook. Like that's when when there's an action that is continued to be repeated, that's when we need to look at, okay, well, what, you know, what can we put in place? Or, um, you know, what can you be doing to make sure that next time this occurs, you've got a bit of a game plan, you've got something to fall back on, okay? And again, ask yourself in this situation, what could you have done better? How could you have preempted this? Could you have had a ready meal in the fridge? Could you have had asked, you know, if your family had dinner prior to you, leave you like dinner out in the microwave or in the fridge? Like what little things can you have done to preempt that situation? And whatever you come up with, you get that shit sorted and you make sure that, you know, potentially it might happen next week. So you've got your ready meal in the freezer. You've asked your family to leave you a bit of, you know, dinner out, so to speak. Like what can you be doing to preempt these situations and then do them? But also recognizing that some weeks you won't you won't be organized, you won't have shit sorted, and this just happens. And I think being able to acknowledge it, accept it, and then just move on is key here. And again, it's all about learning. Like, you know, shit happens all the time, but I think it's about how you react to that situation or react to that potential behavior that you're not 100% happy with, okay? Yeah, maybe you could have done better, you could have organized better. So what? It is what it is. Now, just make sure that next week you've got shit sorted in case it does happen again. That's literally all you can do. And when we go through these like struggles and we go through these like, you know, um, setbacks or dips, I don't actually, in my opinion, and this is just the way I coach, I don't think it's a bad thing at all because what it's doing, it's, it's teaching you how to manage these situations. If all these little struggles and problems never came, like, you know, didn't pop up, which is very highly unlikely, you wouldn't have a freaking clue to learn how to manage them when they did pop up. So I think, and I really like this um, quote and I I really believe in it. It's like you either win or you learn. And it's so freaking true. And that's how I think we all need to be um, kind of looking at things, looking at our goals, looking at, you know, the chaos that life throws at us and say, okay, like this is a situation or maybe like, um, yeah, a situation that I wish I'd done better at or like, you know, things didn't go to plan and you ask yourself, did I win or did I learn? And if you didn't win, well, what did you learn? And then that way, the next time this shit pops up, you're better equipped at managing it. And this is what it's all about. Like you cannot achieve like, you know, the results, just say if your goal is weight loss or, um, you know, just general healthy habits and living. Um, But also like I think you know, a goal of not feeling like you're in a diet. You cannot achieve those things without having to go through all the struggles and learning how to manage them and overcome them and recognize them. Like it's impossible. So that's why whatever shit happens to me that didn't go to plan, like, yeah, you can have your moment and like, you know, maybe dwell a little bit, but at the end of the day, you say, did I win or did I learn? And then you move on from that. And I think changing your mindset around like the struggles that we go through week on week because we freaking do is 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 key in like just continuing to move forward but also like just to make yourself feel better and tick that box in your head because as you know this is a lifelong journey it never stops you never should be stopping weight training you should never be stopping trying to you know eat well and eat more protein because ultimately we want to be our best versions of ourselves day in day out and just yeah recognizing that these struggles that you're going through ladies are completely normal but two you either win or you learn so next time you go through something like this I want you to before you let your emotions get the better of you 
ask yourself, did I win or did I learn? And then leave it at that and figure out a bit of a game plan for next time. Okay. Um, next struggle. I feel like I'm failing to lose weight on the scales over the last two weeks, but I feel a bit stronger, more toned in my clothes from the workouts, but that alone isn't enough. I guess like my first question to you is why isn't that enough for the moment anyway? Like, and this is not me questioning what you're saying. It's again, putting that question back to you. Why, why isn't feeling, you know, stronger and more toned in your clothes enough? My second question to you is what are your expectations of how much weight you can lose in two weeks? Because setting realistic expectations for this is key. Also, remembering that your weight will fluctuate on a daily basis if you're having meals out, um, you know, alcohol, salt, all those type of things. And it within this kind of struggle, I guess, again, another question I want to say to you is like, if you were able to fit into a dress you loved again, just say you didn't, you weren't able to fit into it, you know, three months, six months ago, it was a little bit cozy, but you've been doing all the right bloody things. You try this dress on, right? And it fits. And you look in the mirror and you think, fuck yeah, I, sorry, mum for swearing and sorry for the F word, everybody. Um, That's what happens when I get passionate about something. If you looked in the mirror and you thought, I can't believe I fit into this dress again. Like this is what I've been wanting for the last six months. And you know what? I feel confident in it. Just that you felt like that and you achieved that because you've been working freaking hard, which I know you have, and you jump on the scales and it doesn't tell you the number that you have in your head. Would you still feel like whatever you have achieved is not good enough? And this is why coming away from the scales is freaking important, okay? Because ultimately when you weight train and you build muscle your body becomes denser you become more toned it becomes firmer okay so even though the scales may not indicate a decrease because ultimately muscle does weigh more than fat so like for me I've said it time and time again my weight does not really change like it probably fluctuates between five kilos like generally speaking but my body composition has changed immensely. And that is because I've built more muscle and I've toned up. So when you are pinpointing everything to the scales, I need you to kind of step away from it and just start asking yourself, like, what do you actually want? Do you just want to get to a number on the scales, despite how you look, despite how you feel, despite like it, you know, potentially being a negative thing towards your self-worth? Or do you want to feel freaking confident in your clothes? Do you want to fit into a dress you haven't fit into in ages? Do you want to wear a shirt without sleeves because you're feeling more confident in your arms? Like, what do you want? Or do you just want to get to a number and when you get to that number, it doesn't really matter how you feel, but that's your goal number. So these are questions you need to be asking yourself. And I understand that weight loss is an important goal for women, but I think there's too much... um, we, we pinpoint too uh, too much progress and too much of our self-worth to this number. And then because you've, you know, you've just got this ideal number, the ideal number you were, what, maybe 10 years ago or, you know, the ideal number when you felt confident and you could fit into this dress. Like the thing is you can absolutely feel confident. You can absolutely fit into a dress and feel fucking confident in it. And you may never get to that number again, but that's because you're doing different things. You're including more weight training and you're including more protein. So your body composition is overall changing. 
So you're still feeling all those things, but the scales may never come down. It may, or they may come down slightly, but you may never get to that goal weight you have in your head. And like, just think if you have this goal weight in your head, right, what was your lifestyle like when you were at this goal weight? Was it eating minimal calories? Was it doing shit tons of cardio? Like, were you actually happy with the lifestyle and the habits you were creating then? Or were you just happy because you felt confident in the clothes you wore? Because like I said, it ha- it has to be like a well-rounded thing. Like you have to feel happy in yourself. You have, have to feel happy in the lifestyle you're creating, the habits that you're trying to instill. And these habits do not like should not make you feel miserable. You should not feel like you have to do a bazillion hours of cardio and eat a thousand calories a day just so you can feel fucking confident in a dress. Okay. And I know I'm not saying this with a light heart because I know it's very hard to kind of um, get past that barrier because for so much of our lives, we've been drilled into the fact that less is more. The less you weigh, the better you are as a person. And it's simply not the bloody case. But um, yeah, as normal, I think I went on a ramble. So, <laughs> But hopefully that was helpful. And they're just questions I want to put back to all of you ladies. You know, what do you want out of, you know, the goals that you've set? And I think um, just having a really good think about that, especially the next time you jump on the scales and you allow it to absolutely demotivate you. Okay. Next struggle, eating hundred grams of protein. Okay. So again, any target I set out is a target. It doesn't mean you have to hit it. So I think if eating hundred grams of protein sounds like a lot, don't let's not stress about the bloody hundred gram target. Okay. What you could be looking at is, okay, well, um, I just want to make sure I have a decent portion of protein in every single meal. Now, if you're tracking, Um, you know, aiming for 15 to 20 grams at breakfast, aiming for 30 grams at lunch, aiming for 30 grams at dinner. Like that actually isn't too hard. I mean, you know, you have a protein yogurt at um, breakfast, that's 20, 25 grams or even just normal natural yogurt. Okay. You know, at lunch uh, you have, let's just say a tin of tuna on a wrap. That's 25 grams there. If you have 110 gram, gram tin of tuna dinner. All right. You can have some chicken, some um, potatoes and some veggies. A whole breast of chicken is 30 grams of protein. All right. I'm really shit at mass, but let's just say like it, it doesn't have to be that hard. But if even if you don't want to go to that extent of um, being particular about how much protein you have in each meal right now, then just say, do I have a palm sized portion of protein in every single one of my meals and use the habit based approach? Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be tracking forever. I definitely don't want you tracking forever. And that's something we have to work towards. So learning how to um, kind of look at portion sizes um, and use the habit-based approach is ultimately key because I no longer track. Um, I tracked for a number of years and it the only reason I'm, I can look at a piece of protein or food and guesstimate, at the end of the day, it's all guesstimation of what maybe proteins in there or like I don't know the grams or something is because I did the groundwork and I tracked now I know right chicken breast 30 grams of protein sick I'll have one of those at um you know dinner tin of tuna 25 grams cool I'll have a protein yogurt like that is where we ultimately want to get to because you're not always going to be tracking forever um so maybe take away the target if you're feeling like it's a bit much at the moment and just focus on getting a full portion of protein in with each meal and hopefully that has helped um next struggle so 
there's going to be some food challenges this week. Um, but if I under eat Monday and Thursday and up my cardio, well, this isn't a challenge, but this is just something I want to talk about. Hopefully I'll see some progress. I think I wanted to mention this because the intention behind your action matters. Okay. Um, we've spoken about calorie borrowing, which I think is a great tool to preempt or to, yeah, to preempt, like if you're going to have quite a higher calorie weekend. And the thing is calorie borrowing is supposed to be done with a positive intention behind it, because ultimately, you know, you're going to have a bit of a bigger weekend on the, uh, you know, you're going to have a bit of a like higher calorie weekend. So we just try, we want to try and factor that in. So before that higher calorie weekend, you might say, right, let's take a hundred calories away a day throughout the week. And that's going to give you 500 calories to play with. Okay. Now that intention behind the action is positive. It's just a little bit like upping my cardio. So hopefully I'll see my, see some progress. Like upping your cardio does fucking not much. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Like, because when you have a goal of weight loss, upping your cardio for a week just because you find that, you know, you're going to be going over your calories a bit more or eating higher. It does nothing like because weight loss happens over a period of time. Okay. So like I would never suggest to any of you, especially if you've had a higher calorie weekend the following week to make sure you up your cardio, to make sure you like up your steps a million and one percent. Like I just don't think it's necessary. And if anything, it probably will put you under more stress, especially if you've set yourself that self that expectation. You get to that week and because your week's so freaking busy, you can't do the extra cardio or do the extra steps or you know, you can't cut your calories because you I don't know, you you're just having a bit of a stressful week and you need a bit of food or you're hungry. Like you know, kind of setting those unrealistic expectations for yourself and then going into a week where unfortunately maybe you cannot tick them off, that's going to make you feel freaking 10 times worse. Whereas if you just accept the fact that, yeah, this is going to be a higher calorie weekend, what can I do? What can I preempt and do before this weekend that may help me feel better or less guilty? Okay, why don't I try calorie borrowing 100 calories a day? That's an extra 500 calories. That's a lot. Why don't I make sure I hit my step target this week? Why don't I make sure I just do the regular workouts that I have set out? Like that is all you have to do. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because I do not want any of you feeling like you have to do extra cardio or cut your calories significantly just because you had a big weekend, just because you indulged a bit, because that one week isn't what's killing your progress. Trust me. It's what you do consistently over a period of time, day in, day out, that gets you the results, i.e. that allows you to achieve weight loss because it doesn't happen in a week. And if you're someone who's tracking your weight loss or tracking your weight, you know, maybe you, you track it every day on your phone, maybe you put it in once a week on the app, you should see over three, six, 12 months how much the graph fluctuates. And that's normal because weight loss is not linear. It's up and down all the time. But what happens is that over those three, six, 12 months, if you're headed in the right direction, over time, the graph should be coming down. But it's not a straight line across. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. And then it's only when you get to 12 months down the line, you th- you you know, or six or three months down the line. And a lot of times we can be doing or instilling all these habits in our lifestyle and, 
you know, getting your steps and doing your workouts. And maybe, you know, week on week, you don't feel like you're making loads of progress because that's the reality of it. Okay. This shit takes time. But then you look back and think three months ago, holy shit, you know, I have lost, I don't know, two kilos, five kilos, or holy shit, like I have been so consistent at my workouts. Holy shit, I can now fit into that dress that was a bit cozy for me. And I'm okay about wearing no sleeves because I'm feeling, you know, stronger in my arms. Like that is what you should be looking at. Not necessarily like the weight loss progress week on week because weight loss doesn't work like that you you know that's why I'm so freaking hot on just making sure that yeah if you jump on the scales and the number doesn't show you what you want chill out and continue to do what you're doing take note of your um weight and then over time over four weeks over eight weeks over 12 weeks if you're doing all the right things that's when we technically should see a decrease in your scale weight but also remembering, like the conversation I just had earlier, that sometimes your scale may, weight may not change significantly. And that's especially if you're training more and you're toning up because, you know, muscle is denser, it does weigh more. So setting realistic expectations on, you know, like, especially if you're a smaller woman, you know, maybe if if that makes, if that makes sense, um, because it does get harder to lose weight. The more weight you lose, it gets harder. It slows down, okay? When you're first starting your weight loss journey, it's quite easy to see progress, okay? Especially on the scales, you know, in your clothes, things like that. But when you've potentially been dieting for years and years and years, and maybe you don't have loads to lose, you only have, you know, maybe two kilos, five kilos, that MBIT gets a hell of a lot harder and that's because your body has become more efficient because it knows you're dieting it knows you're restricting food it knows you're exercising so our bodies are very very smart and they become more efficient at um kind of like uh what would be the word like um allowing us to keep energy so to speak because it's not sure when it may get another refeed or hopefully hopefully that makes sense um but I will be back. I've just got to start another recording episode because they only let you record 30 minutes on here. Righto, back to business. Sorry about that. Yeah, so long story short, what I was trying to say is that the longer you've been dieting, the harder it is to get down to your ideal weight and the harder it is to lose those last few kgs. It's not impossible, but it will take longer. So that's kind of why I wanted to bring that one up. Uh, another struggle is just in regards to um, like having a particular injury. Now, within the program, obviously, it's a group program for everyone to follow. But if you do have an injury or if there is certain movements that you know you can't do, then just drop it in the group. Let me know. And I will always try and give you alternatives that you can just easily substitute in the app. OK, so you will. Um, I want you to enjoy the programs. I want you to be able to do them. There's always alternative to things. So if you are struggling with any of the movements or have a particular injury that's flaring up, drop it in the group and then I will give you alternatives in regards to that, okay? Um, next struggle, had some challenging news, keeping myself focused as a result. I mean, first and foremost, I'm sorry to hear that obviously you've, you've had some challenging news, but just even your like mindset on keeping yourself focused as a result is incredible, okay? Because... When we get challenging news, as you know, it is very easy to let it overcome us. 
And I guess it depends on what challenging news, because obviously the, you know, it's, it comes in all different degrees, but it's so easily to emotionally react to shitty news and let it derail us from what we know makes us feel better, what we know is important for our mental health, but our physical, physical health and, you know, the lifestyle that we're trying to create. So the fact that you've recognized you've had challenging news at uh, challenging users newses what I can't speak um but straight away you've gone in there and you said you're keeping yourself focused as a result that's a freaking win so to this particular person obviously if there's ever anything you guys want to talk about or you know you just need someone to kind of like vent to please always just drop me a message in the app um or in the group whatever you feel comfortable but like ultimately you know not just me, but the the group of ladies are here to support you. And a lot of the times we're all going through similar struggles and similar things. And, you know, it can be, it's hard if you don't feel like you could potentially speak to or vent to, you know, someone quite close to you, but maybe, you know, kind of letting me know where you're at and what you're feeling, et cetera, might just get a little bit of weight off your shoulders. And I'm 100% happy to like, listen Um, and be the shoulder that you not necessarily have to cry on but you know just to get things off your chest so for this particular person do reach out to me um, if there's anything you would like to speak about but I mean you're bloody you've said it in your um, struggle here you're keeping yourself focused as a result do the things that you know are going to make you feel that one percent better that's all you can do but also as I continuously say meet yourself where you're at you know, don't push yourself too much to do like tick everything off. If right now you just can't handle it mentally, like, and that's absolutely okay. And as you know, um, from like, you know, previous weeks, etc., is that sometimes the best thing you can do is to slow shit down and is to meet yourself with where you're at. If it means you're not getting all your shit ticked off, who the hell cares? Mentally, you need to just kind of I guess take a step back sometimes um and let yourself what would be the word like kind of just be in the moment or uh, kind of feel the emotions you're feeling and then when you're not feeling as caught up in potentially that challenging news or that challenging situation then you can relook at you know what can I start focusing on or what can I mentally and physically handle right now given the current circumstances and at the end of the day all you can do is your bloody best. And that's all I ever ask of you. Okay. And that's, yeah, all you need to do. Um, last struggle, sleep, trying to get the kids back into routine. Uh, also trying to knit instead of doom scrolling on my phone at night, it is working, but then I've been staying up later to do one more row. The scarf is almost finished though. So it should be, oh, that's so awesome. eh? I feel like I should get into freaking knitting. My granny used to do it and she used to make all these like little, like, um, soft, toy like I don't know cotton things and send them over to us and I, I thought they were pretty good um but I think that's such a great idea like you're changing the habit of doom scrolling to something else that I mean hopefully would send you to sleep but I completely get the whole point of like still wanting to stay up later and do one more row I mean positive the scarf is nearly finished but do you know what I mean like these are things that we need to start thinking about like if you know what's causing you to you know, um, not get to bed on time or have a shitty sleep, then changing the behavior, changing the habit um, is what we need to try and do. And it is trial and error. Do you know what I mean? Like 
i.e. knitting may work for someone, but it may not work for another person. But recognizing that one, what the problem is, which you have, which is a win in itself, and two, trying to do something about it, I think is key here. Um, But I will have to ask you, because like, I mean, knitting, I would hope that's relatively easy. And maybe that's something I should take up. Um, But also now that the kids are getting back into school, like, of course, it's going to be freaking chaotic until everyone's settled in again. Completely normal, as I always say. Um, But hopefully after the first week and everyone's kind of back into the routine of things, shit will settle down and then you can, you know, go full swing into everything that you kind of want to tick off in your habits. So, I mean, just ride the wave of this first week, the chaotic week of getting the kids back to school. uh, And then we can reassess next week and see how that goes and if there's still like similar struggles popping up that's when we can delve a little bit more into okay well these are the things that are continuously popping up despite the kids being back uh, at school what can we do to fix them or what can we do to put in place so that when they do pop up it's not something that I'm worried about or that's going to impact my results or impact how my week goes so hopefully that's um was helpful right let me just have a look I've got a few more other things here uh here we are so it's one sec one sec okay um I had a question here what should my priority be I'm struggling to get in two or more workouts um so this particular person extremely busy right now with lots bloody going on um and you know, she's at the max that she could possibly be doing right now. She knows things will calm down, but she feels she's spiring at the moment and reaching for comfort foods more than she should be. I mean, first and foremost, when I read the check-in, right, you're doing a workout a week. You're playing netball once a week. You're going for a run once a week. You're walking the dog both morning and night. Like to me, you're doing enough right now. Okay. But I guess that's, that's my view on what you're doing so to speak and then be honest with yourself like meet yourself with where you're at right now could you could you be doing anything else I know you want to do another workout but realistically with everything going on the commitments you have how much you work and then having to go and do everything else after where do you honestly feel like you could find the time somewhere else that wouldn't cause extra stress to do an extra workout And if you think yes, well, then I want you to sit down, have a look at your week. And I know this, this is what I do every week. Okay. I have my Google calendar up. I put my work shifts in there. I put my PT clients in there. I put um, all the non-negotiable things that I 100% have to get done without a doubt. Once I have done that, I then look and think, okay, where can I realistically get my workouts in? And then I look at the workouts and think, right, and I've spoken about this before, but, you know, if there's a workout that I think may require a bit more mental capacity, I'm not putting that end of the week. I will put that at the start of the week because I know by Friday I can't be asked to do anything and I just need to get there. So my first recommendation in regards to this is, one, ask yourself and be realistic and be honest with yourself. Is there literally any more space in the week that you could fit that one more workout in? If it's a maybe if it's yes then sit down do a google calendar put all your non-negotiables in there for the week once you've done that then look and see okay where in my week could I possibly fit another workout in but if it's no then it's no because you're already moving so much more and you know 
I give these workouts because strength training is super important. But at the end of the day, any physical activity, any movement is a freaking bonus. You know, it's improving your health. You're running, you're doing one strength workout a week. You're doing netball. Like there's so many positive benefits from having a combination of these things in your like training and recognizing that. And also you bloody walk in the dog morning and night. Like you're getting your steps in as well. Like I think you're doing freaking enough given everything that you're trying to kind of handle at the moment. But it's about asking yourself, uh, do you think you're doing enough? Like realistically, again, take the emotion out of it. Logistically, is that the right word? I hope so. Logistically, like realistically, look at it. Can you fit more in? If it's a no, draw it under the line, leave it at that for the moment because it's not like you're doing nothing. You have got so much physical activity in throughout the week. You might not have another workout in, but at the moment, this is what you this is this is what you have to deal with. This is how the only things you can fit in with your time constraints. And that's freaking fine. Like you're also, I just want to recognize as well, like you are being still mindful of the food choices you're making. You're getting your protein in. Like you are still doing all the right things to put you on the right path. And, you know, even from you know, your wins and the things that we've spoken about in the group, like you're, you're achieving the things that you want to achieve. So why isn't that enough right now? Why is that not enough? Um, and I think like maybe at this point, surrender to the fact that you can't fit in another workout. If that is the case, like there's nothing bad about it. Just surrender to it. Say, look, I, I physically, I can't fit any more workouts in because of everything I'm trying to achieve. But that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm never, you know, I'm only ever going to do one strength workout a week forever. It's just right now, there's so much going on that, you know, if I tried to fit another workout, it just stressed me the F out and it's not worth the stress. So first of all, recognize how much you're doing because you're doing a bloody great job. Um, you are, you are still working on the habits day to day. You're still, you know, eating in line with your goals to feel better. And yes, maybe, you, you go for a, a treat or, um, you know, comfort food every now and again, but you're not, it's not like you're eating a whole block of chocolate every single night. You're not doing any exercise. You're not doing any movement. Like you're getting your shit done, woman. So I think one, you need to recognize how well you're freaking doing. And two, just ask yourself the question, like why is what you're doing right now, which I think is a hell of a lot, not enough. And kind of get out of the mind frame of this is not forever. This is just a right now moment and remember we go through different phases in our life where a couple of months of the year you know you do have to potentially put a few things on hold like your strength training or like trying to lose weight but then once you go through that phase because things will settle down then you've got that motivation back and then you get back into the swing of things where shit yeah I'm doing my three workouts a week right I'm ready for a fat loss phase like these are the different waves of life and you got to freaking ride them um, because I think if you hold on to the fact of it being an incredibly chaotic period of time and you continuously make yourself feel bad because you feel like you should be doing more, it, it, it just makes it 10 times worse. And then on top of everything you're trying to deal with, you're also dealing with the feelings of guilt, like you should be doing more. Whereas like I do, what I do now is just surrender to how I'm feeling and just surrender to things being the way they are for the time being, if that makes sense. Um, 
So just two things on that one. Yes, I can absolutely calculate your calories, uh, your maintenance calories again. But if you could update your weight in the app, just because I went and had a look and I couldn't see like a recent update of it, that would be great. Um, also another thing on this, I know obviously comfort food um, and I think going over maintenance calories was something that you mentioned in the check-in. If you want me to do a food diary review, I know you use NutriTrek, then um, maybe send me like three to four days worth of like uh, like your food diary screenshots of NutriTrek. In, um, send it to me in the app on the days where you felt like you didn't do so well. And then I can I'll record a little like, um, well, recording, obviously, uh, and send it to you. And what I'll do is I'll, you know, provided that you're happy with it I'll pop it in the group for all the ladies to have a look just in case there's anything they can learn from that as well so yeah update your weight in the app for me um and then if you want me to do a food diary review just um screenshot four days worth of your tracking from NutriTrek I can't pronounce that NutriTrek NutriTrek uh and then send it to me in the app but keep doing what you're doing you're doing fucking great um and yeah, just let me know if I can help with anything for obvious reasons. Uh, right, next one have we got here? Um, right, there will be food and drink distractions on Wednesday and Saturday. If you have time to check in and help keep me motivated, that would be great. Awesome. What I do is drop a message on Wednesday in the group saying, hey, I'm blah, 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 going out for the meal. Um, and then obviously happy to help keep you motivated uh, and on track but also can we preempt these things so do you know where you're going out for a meal on Wednesday if you do do you know what you're looking to have Um, if you want help with that pop the menu in the group Um, let me know what you're thinking about having and let's preempt this put that meal into your calories for the day and then what we can do is plan your meals around plan your meals for that day around it okay Um, again like for you know the family dinner you know could you, if you know you're going to have a higher kind of calories in the evening, what changes can we make throughout the day? For example, breakfast, can we like throughout the day, can we kind of lower carbs, so to speak, normally because they're like higher calorie. So like for breakfast, could you just have yogurt and fruit? For lunch, could you have like a decent 30 to 40 grams of protein with a nice big salad? Um, And then I spoke about it earlier, but, you know, calorie borrowing. Can you take 100 calories away from each day this week? That would mean you have an extra 500 calories to play with on Saturday. So like I said, drop a message in the group. If you want help deciding on what meal to kind of go for on Wednesday, again, pop the menu in the group uh, or tell me what options you're thinking about. And obviously I'll be happy to help. Um, But my biggest advice there, preempt it. If you know where you're going, check the menu before. Let's put put that meal in your calories for the day and then we can build your meals um, around that for the rest of the day. Right, next one. This is just a question. Is there a way to get rid of arm cellular? I feel like that bothers me. There's there's no like particular thing that you cannot spot reduce like certain bits of your body, okay? Ultimately, what is going to help is just overall general strength training because strength training is going to help define like your body and your body composition and help you change your body composition. Um, And then I guess, you know, fat loss, so to speak, because it just makes you feel firmer. But unfortunately, there isn't a particular like exercise or thing that you could be doing. And if I'm being honest, and I know it doesn't make it any feel any better, but we all have freaking cellulite. Maybe bloody Jennifer Lopez doesn't because she's a freaking goddess, apparently. 
I've got cellulite. I've got strep marks flat out on my bum, right? And like cellulite on my legs. And the thing is, we all have these little insecurities that, you know, you know, probably knock our confidence a little bit. But I also think that's because of what we see on social media. And we see these pictures of these women um, and they look fucking perfect. Do you know what I mean? Tanned, smooth skin, like it's ridiculous because half of that shit has been edited and that's actually not how that person looks. Whereas I just wish there was more honesty on social media and the pictures that people put out. Like I've got loads of bumps on the back of my leg. Um, hopefully I'm that, I don't know why that is. I've got stretch marks. Like there's, you know, my, my face is red from rosacea. Like what you see on social media, people put bloody filters on and shit like that. The reality is, there is no perfect body. No woman has a perfect body, regardless of what you see on social media, okay? We've all got these little imperfections. And honestly, we should fucking just like learn to love our bodies the way we are because that is the normal. That is what we, you know, most women are experiencing or most women have. Not this ideal perfect body that we think we need to get to because the longer you try and aim for an ideal perfect body, the shittier and well the shitty you'll feel but it's it's you'll never get there because no one has a perfect body regardless of what you see on social media um so sorry for the ramble but no there isn't any way you can get rid of arm cellulite cellulite is a natural part of being a woman regardless of where you have it um and no matter what you see on social media and I know you know a lot of us can compare our bodies and what we look like to these people on social media but that shit's edited because it wants to be enticing and a lot of marketing is trying to get you to buy things because they want they know that you like want to look like that person or you want to solve this particular struggle but those photos and the shit you see on social media isn't real anyway i will put a full stop to that apologies for the ramble um one thing i do struggle with in gym space i don't like being around loads of people in my personal space both gyms are very busy so I don't always do your plans to the T, but use them as inspiration. That's absolutely fine. I think what I probably would suggest, though, is if you're going into the gyms, like, why don't you do the dumbbell workouts? Because um, with the dumbbell workouts, like, you you literally need probably a, a heavier set of dumbbells for your lower body and a lighter set for upper body. Grab the dumbbells, go into your own little corner, do your own thing, um, and then you can move on. Like, they're 30 minutes, get in, get them done. Um, and they don't require like gym equipment. So those dumbbell workouts are freaking pretty good for you ladies who are training from the gym on the days that are busy or that you don't feel like being around bloody all the numb nuts in there. Okay. So that would be my recommendation. Lastly, um, someone just asked a question about having a tailored exercise plan. I absolutely can do these, um, but it is at an extra cost because it's an extra service. So if for this particular person, if you are interested in getting a more tailored um, training program, but obviously still within the group environment, just drop me a message on the app um, and we can have a chat about that. But ultimately, it because it is an extra service, it will come at an extra cost. And that's it. I'm pretty sure. So um, I hope that was handy. I hope that was helpful. As normal, I go on some rampages sometimes. Apologies. If there's anything I haven't covered or I have covered, but you want a bit more um, context or help on, please chuck it in the group. Like, don't listen to this podcast and take things away from it, but then maybe think, oh, what does she mean by this? Or actually, can I get some more information on this? Or can I have some more help in this area? Like, 
reach out to me. This is my job. This is what I'm here for. If you want to get the most out of coaching, if you want to get the most out of me and my help, ask questions, okay? Because ultimately, that is what I'm here for. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do let me know if you have any questions and I will talk to you guys soon.